Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond the British. We did it. We beat those British. We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Tuesday to you, October 17th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Two weeks away from Halloween. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh, baby Frank's birthday. Happy birthday, Frank. Wow, happy birthday, baby sure Frank. Listening. Texting in the Thorns text line. He's a huge fan of the show. He's been his entire life, long time dating back. He's yeah. been listening for an entire year now. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Very cool. Very cool. Happy birthday. Yeah. What do you all got planned? Uh, Nothing big until next weekend when uh, Brooks family's coming into town. But uh, we got some uh, some some dinner tonight. Little, uh, That'd be fun. Little some cookies. Uh, that's an ice great. cream. Yeah. 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 So it should be a good time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. I well, got to I got to give it to the little guy. Dude is right now just a garbage disposal when it comes to food. That's awesome. I mean, too. we'll just eat whatever. I mean, the chili that I made last week, um, even Brooke was like, yeah, this is a little spicy and mm-hmm. baby's just like, oh, down. No problem. So make some fajitas tonight. <laughs> Garf those down too. Wow. Eat a, not a care in the world. Sounds like a big birthday, and he doesn't even know it. Doesn't even know it. Uh, there is a little bit of jealousy from older brother, but it's like you kind of make it his. Like, oh, Frank will play when his boys would be in town. So, eh. yeah, you gotta you gotta keep them involved. Yeah, yeah. Scoots, how are you? I am good. I uh, didn't know what I was doing for dinner tonight, but it sounds like I'm going to Roush's. So. Glad I got that figured out early on this Tuesday. You just got to bring a birthday present for Frank. Nah, Frank's got enough. He doesn't need me to bring a present. I'm just going to, my present will be my presents. Ah. You're just showing up to eat and then you're leaving. Oh, yeah. Uncle Scoot. I'll, I'll celebrate a little bit. I'll, I'll maybe give him a cookie. You got to lead the happy birthday song. Yeah, I can do that. Speaking of, by the way, so we when we did my birthday stuff on Sunday at the hotel, it was me and six Hispanics. And they started singing me happy birthday, and they started the English version. And I had to put my hands up. I was like, whoa, 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 we're not doing that. I was like, I want the Spanish version. 
And so then I made them sing me all happy birthday in Spanish. Yeah, it was great. What if they just wanted to do the English version? No, I wasn't having it. I was like, I've heard that a thousand times in my life. I've heard the Spanish version limited times in my life. So did, did they do the Spanish version? They did, and it was phenomenal. They were cheering and everything. It was great. Okay. <laughs> good. Um, I, that, that, that sounds like a great birthday. Well, good. It sounds like Scoots is doing well. Roush is doing well. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. No issues, no issues here. Uh, so good. Everybody had a good Monday. Big day for Scoots today, though. Today's the big radio day. Oh, and tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah. A lot, that's a lot of radio. It's a heck of a what, lot What, seven of hours of radio? That's seven hours of radio, yeah. So next three days, if you want to listen to 20, 21 hours of Scoots chatting, there's only one spot to find them here on the Big X. Well, and if you see me outside of here... By happenstance, please don't talk to me about sports. That's that's going to be the last thing I'm going to want to talk about when I'm not here this week. Yeah, you're just going to go hang out at the Speedway. Or the, the Speedway. Yeah, Speedway can get the hell out of here. You're just going to go hang out at the Thorntons in between the radio show. <laughs> Maybe. I'm Run sure. Running the listeners. I'm sure I'll I'll find myself over there a few times. You I'm could sure. be very well fed. Yeah, absolutely. At, at that point. Mm-hmm. Roush, what would you make of the uh, Daniel Cameron-Andy Bashir debate last night? They had a debate last night. <laughs> I will say uh, a lot of people are being reminded of Lincoln Douglas watching those two go at it. I, I like excuse your point. Just like, don't, don't talk to so There was uh one day it was uh, right in the middle. It was right before the Florida game. You had all the sports book stuff happening. Brian Robinson commits to Kentucky. And my dad's like, so this Brian Robinson kid. And I'm like, dad, he's good. Like you, you know what I'm going to say? I, I've got nothing else. I've got nothing for you. Good at football. Dad was just trying to make conversation with his son. I can do that with some things, but like recruiting, like I can't. I'm, I'm tapped out. Tapped out. Now, bitching and complaining about a football team, sure. Uh, the governor debate that happened last night, sure I could have plenty of strong takes about that. I'm sure it's going to swing people's minds so much as to who they're going to vote for. The latest in Gaza. We can talk that. Huh? That would be something to bring up yeah. to Roush or Scoots today, but not sports. Don't. No, we can talk sports while we're here, just when I'm not here. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then it's get it together, talk to me about anything yeah. else. Like I was telling Roush last week, I have this employee at the hotel who luckily I only see him maybe once, twice a month. Oh, thank goodness. But the first thing he does when he walks in, he doesn't even go clock in. He just comes straight to me. So, Justin, Louisville's looking good this year. Like, I, I don't want to talk sports. Sorry, pal. They just want to talk. They just want to. They're, they're just trying to find a bond between you two. Well, it's it's like the same thing. So people hear you're on Sports Talk Radio, and they're like, oh, okay, well, you must always want to talk sports. It's It kind of reminds me of, like, fantasy football, the mindset the guys I had in fantasy football that I played with is, like, you're in Sports Talk Radio. You're going to smack us in fantasy football. And it's like, yo, it's not true. Yeah, those, those I'm two not said, good at Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> I just do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm I'm the same way uh, as both of you all, except I I try not to like make a stink about it. I'm not saying that you all do, but um, yeah, sometimes it's just like yeah, not not really necessarily in the mood. But people are just being nice most of the time, so yeah, it's fun. It's, it's not hard to yeah. just be like yeah, yeah, you know they're a pretty good team, they're a pretty good group. And then other times I'm the one that's like leading the charge talk. Oh yes, yeah. I like to redirect some, some of the uh, GD sports talk, some uh, <laughs> topics like it. Usually, like on Saturday, it's like, uh, how are we feeling? How are we feeling about the game? 
I yeah. want to know what I want to know their sports day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to use any opportunity I can to make fun of Louisville. That's fun. What are you making fun of Louisville for? And just the general overall being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they AP basketball poll came out yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about Is that Louisville today. in it. Louisville not ranked this year. No, I, no votes. No votes. Our guy Brooks Holton, uh, manual grad, KSR alum, uh, now with the Courier Journal. And today he had a story about expectations and said, UofL should be better in year 200 Kenny Payne. It's like, well, I mean, they should, but pretty big operative word there. I mean, they only won four games, so the bar's not incredibly high. The or, schedule is or, incredibly easy. Or is it? I don't know with this Louisville basketball team. You, you can never, is the bar low enough? Maybe we should be asking ourselves that question. They're not very good. Kelly Dickey tweeted out, Louisville receives no votes in the AP basketball poll to start the season back-to-back years for the first time since 59-60. Ooh. That's a long time. Long time. Real long time. Yeah, the polls are out, though. We'll chat about them. We'll chat about whatever you've got on your mind on the Thornton's text line. We should probably do our best to try to get to that today. Remember, if you stop by Thornton's today, there's a decent chance you may run into Scoots. He'll be poking <laughs> his head in different Thornton's. That would be a fun like promotion is find the Scoots at a Thornton's. And just like you go to three Thornton's throughout the day. And if somebody finds you there, they win you know $200 to Thornton's <laughs> or something like that. But at, at a couple Thornton's, we just have cutouts of you. So yeah. that people get really oh, okay. confused. Man, we need a cutout of scoots. We need a couple cutouts of scoots. Life size. Wouldn't They're, take wouldn't take very much cardboard. No. <laughs> boom roasted. There, um, there was a cardboard cutout of the hammer, Daryl Isaacs, at uh, the bar. Uh-huh. And I took a picture with it and it I'm pretty sure it was life size. And I was it was half the size of me. You were much bigger. Yes. Well good. Not a, he's not a big guy. He's got a big wallet. And that's all that matters. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. Monday night game, uh, didn't make it to halftime. Me neither. Oh, man, it was a good game. Well, it looked like it ended up being a good game. Yeah. I didn't hit my bets, unfortunately. Uh, so, all in all, not 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 an ideal Monday night. But the Cowboys got the win. Yeah. they. Um... It's Justin Herbert, just the new Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah, he's almost identical. I mean, it was every bit the same. They're lucky they got the score that tied it. Uh, now, this also was a game two, TJ. Like you probably aren't too mad at yourself because the amount of penalties the officials called it was nauseating. I mean, penalty city, just flags everywhere. And yes, some well, of teams them got to stop. Some of them were like got to stop fouling. Like yes, that was a hold. But it's just like, can we just can we can we play a play without having to stop? Can we just can we just play the game? It was it was a lot, um, but uh, yeah. Once they got the ball back, I just had had that feeling in my stomach. It's like Justin Herbert, he's gonna throw a pick here, right? And it doesn't help him that every home game is it a they had to call a timeout yeah. for crowd noise on a fourth and goal. Yeah, it's never. It's same with like the Rams. Just any game in L.A., I, when you're betting it or you're looking at it, you're picking it, whatever you're doing with it, you just you can't look at it as like, well, they're the road team. Because it really is like a neutral site game and sometimes even like an advantage to the actual road team, which is wild. Should L.A. have two teams where neither one has a great 
home field advantage. People so, don't care about that. Is it because the stadium's too big? No, no, I don't think it's that. But I, my bigger question. They just question, don't have a foundation of fans. So, so like. How big that city is, and then hey, the Cowboys are coming to our city, or the Cowboys are only playing two hours away. We we live two hours from LA, and we get to see the Cowboys. It's like all right, we're going, and they buy up all the tickets because there's just not a support. You, you see it a ton of places in the NFL for what it's worth. Even Cowboys games, sometimes you'll get opposing fans teams taking over Jerry World. But so is it? Do we think it's travelers, or just because LA is a big, like a bunch of people move there? A little bit of Bofa, but I think it's mostly that like LA is just a huge city. So, can you find fifty thousand Cowboys fans in one of the biggest cities in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a major issue. I, mean, I bet the Cowboys too are probably one of the bigger fan bases in that town because there's a bunch of Lakers fans there, and we all know those dorks all love to cheer for front run. Yeah, suck it, front running dorks. Yeah, LA, <laughs> West Coast, not even real sports fans. So they had to take a time out to quiet, quiet, or let things. Chill out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it all happened. It, so part of uh, the Monday Night Football, I end up watching most of them because we do our football podcast, and then that wraps up, and it's like, oh, well, I'm like halfway through the game. I might as well just watch it, um, do a little work or something like that. And the part that I started really tuning in, it was right before the Chargers are going to tie. They have to punt. Long story, uh, the Chargers player blocks the gunner into the return man. Nobody touches the ball. A Cowboys player thinks that a ball was touched, tries to dive on it. There's oh, a God. there's a free-for-all. They're jumping on the ball, but the refs say, no, it's just Cowboys ball. Well, Joe Buck's like, well, we're going to get a closer look at it after we come back from break. And it's like, all right, I get it. There's a commercial. We'll come back. They'll say it's under review, and then we'll get it over with. So that's what happens. They bring their uh, their ref guy on. They have the right, the best angles. Like you know what? It made for a cleaner broadcast. I'm fine with that. It's under review. They decide to go back to commercial break. Oh no! Not even like a quick ad break too. I mean, this was a full minute and a half or whatever. We don't even get to hear the ref say what happened. It's just Chargers ball. Joe Bucks explains it to us, but it's like, can we? Just chill a little on the ads. Can we? I, I know that it pays the bills, and we got it. But it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and I, I realized I was sitting there eating my my late night snack, my bowl of cereal, and I ate the entire bowl of cereal and watched zero snaps of actual football. That's not good. It's like I want to look down at that bowl and it be empty, and you say, "Wait a minute." I'm, I was wondering. This was my football cereal. Yeah, I I'm, didn't get to see any football. I guess I'll make another bowl of cereal, and that's how Roush had 19 bowls of cereal last night. <laughs> A world record in the South. Then. It really was. Well, to hold back. That is annoying. That's the worst. Uh, that's Come on. And yeah. there was only five, six minutes on the clock. So, Well, yeah. you know yeah. what? The good news is, is basketball season's right around the corner, Scoots, where it can take 20 minutes to play one game minute. That's very true. We got that, <sighs> so we got that coming down. By the, the way, too. speaking of basketball, Boogie Flan making a decision on Friday. Ooh, what is so, that? So here we go. What is Are the we Hoosier feeling report? Good, yeah, what is the Hoosier report saying about I, it? I'm not sure how I'm feeling. I, I've gone back and forth for the last couple weeks, really. I, there's one day I wake up and I'm like, it's, it'll be Kentucky for sure. And then the next day I'll wake up and be like, well, I think Indiana has a really good shot here. So yeah, interested to see what happens on Friday. I'm glad it's finally here. I, I did not want this thing to drag out for months and months. 
I would say as somebody that's followed UK basketball recruiting for a long time, don't follow it nearly as closely as I do now, uh, mainly because it's not my job, but two, I do fall into that stance of like, Cal's going to get guys so you don't have to be like head over heels to keep up with it anymore. Mm -hmm. But I do still keep up with it, like the big names at least. I just don't get into the weeds of what the latest is. But I'll say something, Scoots, that is like traditionally something that's probably good for you is the UK side of things, the UK experts, they're not overly confident. Like, I don't think that they're waving the white flag necessarily or saying that he's definitely going to IU, but they're saying it's a two-horse race between UK and IU. Yeah, that's how I read it, too. And, and a lot of times, and you may be saying, like, well, yeah, that's a no-doy comment, but a lot of times when UK feels good about something, it's it gets out there. You'll you'll get a tweet from Jack or Graf or Sisk or somebody being like, cats like their, like their positioning. They like where they're at heading into this one. We're not hearing that, which may be – it could be something to keep an eye on. They feel like they have a chance. They feel like UK's in a solid spot, but it's between IU and UK. So that could maybe give you a little bit of confidence. Is that so, UK's lack of confidence? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm down with that. But here's my thing. So everyone thinks it's a two-horse race between Indiana and Kentucky. Doesn't that kind of feel like he's going to pick Alabama? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get, it, you get it from time to time in recruiting, but a lot of times that doesn't happen in recruiting. Yeah, and... Like, usually if a school is not here in much, there's a reason for it. But I guess you never know. You never you never know. I um, I might be thinking that it's Indiana only because they just got a commitment two days ago. Uh, you got a commitment two days ago, so you think that that could be? Yeah, like, tip? ooh, they've got some momentum. They're trying to capitalize. Well, and McNeely, he called, he called him out, too. He was like, that's going to be the first call I make is to boogie. So. Yeah, but if you were Boogie and you had that dork calling you, that, yeah. does that help? Mm. Yeah, I, I never know if that helps or hurts. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this country guy just will not stop calling but me about IU. Technically, Green? No, no, it's Liam McNeely. Technically, it's still my birthday week, so I'm going to go ahead and make the early prediction that Boogie will be a Hoosier. Wow, Scoot's putting your flag in the ground. That's right. The only thing is, you just don't care about being wrong. You're wrong all the time. <laughs> you could just come in Monday I'm, and be I'm like, oh, yeah, it. well, he went to the Cats. Oh, well. <laughs> that's a good point. I am wrong a lot. Well, that's all right. We'll see. He may very well be IU. Could be Kentucky. Uh, it seems like the UK experts, Roush, like they, they all like Boogie, but they also don't act like he's like this freshman that's going to come in and be a John Wall necessarily. That's because he's not a top ten guy that Kentucky always gets. Oh yeah. The part that's the part of me that worries me is there was already a lot of like he's fine, but if we miss him, it's no big deal. Right? You're yeah. hearing some of that too. Yeah, that's sort of usually like, doesn't mean it's a UK lock. You could be right, Scoots. That could be a Hoosier. Come on. You'd be boogie on down and blooming. Come on. The thing that would be wild about this though is that Cal really has put a they're taking a lot of trips up to yeah. New York to go see him. Yeah, if they, um, if they and, didn't get them, it'd be... And there's not a lot else out there in that class at guard is the other kind of talking point. Um, now, granted, you don't need to load up with a bunch of guards because you're kind of presuming you're going to get Reed Shepard back, maybe Rob Dillingham as well. So I don't know if there's the same sense of urgency. Um, but still, it, it, it at least it is kind of fun that Boogie Fland has uh, A, fun name, B, pretty good, C, kept things quiet. 
so you don't really like he's done his interviews and stuff but you don't really there's no crystal ball predictions out there there's no rpms there's no nothing we're just all kind of yeah, people are quiet shooting from it. the hip yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting but good good to bring that up we're going to talk basketball today like i said we'll talk the ap poll the thornton's text line still going to be very football heavy so it's going to be a krc where we touch all the bases and we're going to take our first timeout We'll come back. We'll get into Mark Stoops. Did not have a press conference yesterday, but did have his coach's show. That led to Roush fighting with people on Twitter. We'll talk about that. And uh, we'll read tax and we'll do all the stuff that I just mentioned. So this is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You've never changed a diaper, Scoots. Yeah, right. What are you talking about? I've changed thousands of diapers. With the nastiest of poops that you could ever imagine. Explain the process to me. (laughs) You take the old one off, be very careful to wrap it up so you don't get poop everywhere, and then you wipe and put another one on. All right, Scoots. Well, you're hired, buddy. You can put a diaper on TJ's banana. Yeah. Oh, banana I'm not, shot coming today. I'm not going anywhere near TJ's banana. With the... <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Yeah, Scoots, I put you on the spot there in that rejoin, and you, you nailed it. You knew how to do a diaper. <laughs> you take the stinky one off first. Then you do wipe the mess, and then Roush, he finished it perfectly by putting the new diaper on. Some people don't get that part right. Yeah, they forget. They're like, they yeah, gotta... you do. You take the stinky off, but then I'm clueless after that. Yep, you got it. I, I had forgotten on. all about that rejoin. I, I didn't know what that entailed, but I saw it in the rejoin list, and I was like, I'll fire it up. Well, we ain't playing it in a while. A lot of, <laughs> lot of banana talk, too, on your Tuesday. Uh, it's Taco Tuesday, so we're going to change that banana talk into some taco talk, and no better tacos in town than at Salsaritas. They're two locations. They love tacos. Middletown, it's got a drive through St. Matthew's, it's a beautiful interior. It's going to be a little chilly today. Maybe that covered patio, not the not the best spot, but maybe so. I don't know. Maybe you like it a little bit colder, a little bit cooler. But everything's hot inside Salsaritas. Hot, spicy salsa, delicious, hot, steamy queso, and delicious tacos, quesadillas, burritos, you name it, they've got it. Save time, save money by getting the Salsaritas app. And don't forget, you can save $20 and what, 23 cents by using Fall 23 with your catering orders. So keep that in mind as well at Salsaritas. That's what I'm tacoing about. That's what Scoots is tacoing about. Scoots, you're probably not going to have time for Salsaritas today. No, I'm not going to have time for anything. If Spears has like an ounce of a heart, he'll come bring you Salsaritas today. Mm, that's not going to happen. They open at 11. He wakes, well, he wakes up early, but then he takes his nap. Yeah, so then after nap, wake up, go get your Salsaritas, come bring it to you. Then he does his show, well, and you get to eat some chips while he does the show. No, don't forget, he's got to stop at the betting parlor as well before the show, so he won't have time What is he me. betting on today? Uh, baseball. Oh, three college football games tonight. Uh, all, probably all the three of those college football and games. And Middle Tennessee 
Oh, wait, no, they don't play each other. The Tops play the Fighting Rich Rods tonight at Jacksonville State. Wow, not to be confused with Jackson. Uh, well, Middle Tennessee State plays tonight, so I was going to – they aren't playing I each other. I always get Jackson State and Jacksonville Correct. State. Correct, correct. These are the Gamecocks. Um, Western is seven-point favorite on the road. The, t- the total seems intriguing to me. Um, only 50 and a half. I think I might go over. But the only problem is Tuesday night football, turnovers can make or break totals pretty easily. Risky business. Either way, though, it should be a lot of fun. Just one baseball game tonight. Yep. The Phillies. Di- Di- Diamondbacks lost last night. Uh, 5-3 to the Phils. And then uh, the Rangers. Rangers up 2-0. They won both those on the road, too. Bryce Harper hit a homer on his birthday last night. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is cool. Much better. Did you hit a home run on your birthday, Scoots? I never hit a home run. Not even in practice. Never once hit one over the fence. Never once? Never once. Even in batting practice, soft toss, home run derby, nothing. I never hit one over. Not even with the tennis ball? Nope. Wait, come on. No, I literally have never hit a ball over the fence. I mean, how long were your fences in Little League? Uh, not very long, but Roush, you think of how little I am now. Imagine young me, how little he was. Yeah, you didn't have a good like. Compact. I was the fast. I was the fast guy. I would bunt and get on first, and yeah, I was never a power guy. Did you ever have the in the park home run? I did have an in the park home run. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's all that matters. It counts. Yeah, but never over the fence. Well, never say never, Scoots. You got a lot of life left to live, buddy. <laughs> well, now that I've transitioned to playing softball. I'm I'm good if I get it out of the out or out of the infield anymore. When's the when's your last soft when's the last time you played some softball? Um would have been last summer. We didn't have much of a season this year. You so could probably get on the uh six eighty team. They let Big Blue Drew play on it. Hmm. If you, if Drew's playing, you I'm probably in. play with uh, Patrick Ryan too. Nah, I'm out. He's over there. I'm out. P did he's on the team, I'm out. We he's need to a get traitor. a big X softball team. Unfortunately, we don't have enough staff here where, like, every, you know, it's mandatory. Like, it's not if you right. sign up and you want to play. Everybody's got to play. That means Rutherford and Trevor got to have to, they, they're going to have to play. That only still gives it. Spears going to have to play. Gosh, this team. Well, Tony, Tony comes in all the time, so we'd have to have Tony Burke, too. Okay. And you might as well throw Ed Peak on there as well. Our team's not shaping up so good. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's pretty bad. <laughs> and we got to have Dugan. All right, it's getting better. Yeah. All right, there we go. That gives us nine. We can at least field a team now. I like that. All right, you're on. I, I like where you're going there. <laughs> yeah. So you got some baseball. You got oh baseball. One baseball game tonight. That's Arizona Philly game two. If you're interested in that, and as Roush mentioned, there is some college football. I think there's football on every day now until when, like January or something like that. It's a long stretch of Excuse football. Me, day before day. Thanksgiving. Day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay, which we get one night off and then five more days of football. Nice. Rivalry football. That'll be fun. Yeah, exciting times. Let's read some text here momentarily, and we'll get back into some other topics. 502-414-1450, because there is a lot to get to on today's show, but we do want to try to sprinkle in text periodically here and there. Scooch, that's a big yawn, buddy. That was a big yawn. Did you sleep with the windows open last night? No, I uh, killed you. I I did the thing last night. I had a gummy, and man, I I was I didn't wake up at all. It was great. That's great. Yeah, slept slept phenomenal. 
You didn't need the windows. No. You were. You I had even it. had my ceiling fan. It was only on the first speed. I normally crank that bad boy up to the third speed. Oh my gosh! There's one text in there that has like eight. They have an A. They have one, an A, B, C, and a two. Yeah, there's some long text. Basically an essay. There is some long text coming up. Boys. Oh, my gosh. So they change their, like, their point methods? Well, they have one. <laughs> they go is... from numbers to letters? Yes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good because it should never be that long of a text where you're getting into, like, side points as is. But you got to just question if they're forgetting to if they're going letters or numbers for their side points, is the overall point even worth it? I mean, one some of these are really coming at you. Oh goodness and, uh, gracious! Some of that is a long one. Yeah, it's the longest text in the history of Kentucky. It does go college. all right. No, it, it it is numerical, and then but there's side points that do letters. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it's a long text. Yep, yep. Well, here's a shorter one. We suck again. At least Big Z is here. Did you enjoy John Calipari's interview with Vladimir Divisich? Yeah. Gosh, Cal. We, we we all like Cal. Well, I shouldn't say we all like Cal, but we like Cal. But him like hamming up the academics of this dude is just like I, I know Cal never really tries to be overly subtle about anything, but this is yeah, well, this is this is too much, <laughs> even for a Cal fan like myself. Like, and this guy, I, I we had to go pull him out of class, and when we saw him, he had a book inside his book. He was reading two books at the same time. This kid get a load out of him. He's a genius, folks. Academic genius. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to play basketball for us, too. He's got to get out here and get to class. Then he stands up. The college bat It was like a no-context college basketball account. Just tweeting out. Ivasich standing up. And it's just like torso and cap. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hilarious visual. Yeah, I did enjoy the, the video. I mean, doesn't that look like a video that we would have made in high school or something? Like it, just the, it, the like awkwardness. It did and have the, a little bit of like an early internet feel to it. Yeah. Of like, hey, this guy exists. We're not going to let any of the media talk to him, but we do want you to know that he can talk. Hey, he is a person. Say your name. Well, so we... yeah. <laughs> tell us how much fun you're. Tell everybody how much fun you're having. Uh, All right. Very good time. We do. I do need to see him and his twin brother standing next to each other, though. Also, what's the deal with the twin brother? Yeah, can we? Can, like, did he just decide like, no? Is I'm, he stronger than you? Yeah, he's uh, stronger than me. But uh, is he not a? Ba- he's not is, basketball though. Is he? Like, is he better at? Ba- yeah, he's a little better at basketball. Do we have the wrong guy? Like, what if that would have been the Ooh. the train of thought what throughout we, the interview? What if we got the wrong Ivasich brother? Yeah. <laughs> like they just they just mixed him up. There's like a case of parent trap. <laughs> they get him out on the court and they're like, oh no. Does he really talk like that? Like a vampire? He does. He yeah. really talks like a vampire. Hmm. Sure. I thought that text was just being funny. He's the from other day. Transylvania. He, uh, but he, I mean, he's, he's he, from Croatia. Yeah, like, he's he has a, accent. He's a good kid. <laughs> he, no, he seems like he seems like a nice fellow. That video was funny. Cal was having fun. Um, UK fans, Roush, the irrational ones, they're freaking out about whether or not he said not to expect anything from him, or what was his wording that you know he's not Goliath or whatever he said something. Basically, Cal paraphrasing. He's pumping. He's trying to pump the brakes. Pumping like, the brakes a bit. Yeah, but like uh, he should be. He. he I don't de- think he, he definitely should be. I don't think he's doing the foreboding thing that he did last year, where out of the blue he just said, "Guys, it's going to take us some time," and we were like, "Wait, what? What are you talking about?" That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. Is so far we haven't gotten that of like, "Hey, folks, 
boy, we're all excited about the basketball season, but be patient with us, and we really mean it. And then you get us goobers going on the radio the next morning. The cats are so good. Cal's just trying to throw a little water on this wildfire that is this upcoming season. Wow, what a guy. And then we saw a couple games, and we were like, oh. So that's what he was talking about. He was being serious. Like, he wasn't just joking. Oh, okay. Hey, Roush is right, though, folks. He hasn't done that. Like, he hasn't really pumped the brakes a bit. He's telling us that uh, Zanamir is going to, you know, take a little bit of time, but I think most people probably assume that. If you've been listening to this radio show, you've assumed it a little bit. Dude is just freakishly tall. Yes. Very, very tall. Um, Very big. But as Cal said, we're not going to get too overly. Scoots, I sent you the link. Why don't you. Emphasize. Why don't you get it? Like, we can play a little bit of it. I got it. Just so everybody can hear his voice. Really awkward. I didn't think it was so awkward. You know, just like a video. It's just, I think, like, anytime you see, like, an 18, I guess he's about to be 20. Just, like, you know, 20-year-olds interacting with 65-year-olds. Just always somewhat interesting. What what do these folks have in common? He did drop in like a little, and I wanted to play with you, which was nice. All right, here we go. Evisheesh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm calling him Big Z. You call him the right name. All right, let me let's talk about your brother. My brother. I have a twin brother. Twin. Uh, yeah, a younger twin brother. I'm older than him four minutes, <laughs> so I'm kind of. Okay. Know. All right. How big is he? He's like uh, seven one. Okay, so not yeah. quite as big as you. Yeah. Stronger I'm, than you? Uh, I won't say so, but it is. <laughs> he is. He he's is. bigger, right? Yeah, he's bigger a little bit. All right, <laughs> all right that, that's all we really needed. Yeah. One, where the hell is this twin brother? Two, you imagine being a parent and your two kids end up being like seven one, seven two, and I'm sure his parents are big people. That's how genetics generally his works. His dad played handball. But <laughs> probably take up the whole goal. But you imagine just having humans that big as your kids, seven one seven two twins. Imagine those kids also when they were like six years old, probably already like past six feet tall. Be nuts. What I, what I think is so where nuts, the hell is this twin? What I think is nuts is how the hell does Cal not know about him? You know, like how, why is he so surprised? Oh, you have a twin brother. Oh. I also wonder like, I mean, I guess that's kind of interesting for the little thirty second bit I just gave right there. But like I, I do all like so much to learn about this guy, and then two questions in, we're going to tell us about the twin that isn't here and that we're <laughs> maybe never going to see. He's got to have more interesting stuff than that. That's easy of all hanging fruit, though. I, I wanted Cal to get put on his big J hack, get to the tough question. Oh, what the hell took you so long to get here? That should have been question number one. <laughs> it is funny seeing Cal do an interview, like he's some sort of blogger boy. Boy. <laughs> hey, Cal, lead the interview into the blog boy. Mark Stoops did some interviewing yesterday, Roush, and you were fighting with people on Twitter about it. So do you want to explain this? Yeah, yeah, I'll explain it. Uh, Mark Stoops, he had his radio show uh, last night. It was he. It was the only, I guess, media op, if you will, because it's the bye week. We'll talk to the team on Wednesday, and that that's really it. So I was paying a little bit. Uh, closer attention than normal, uh, getting posts ready, all that stuff. And um, there was, uh, you know, he took quite a bit of heat. 
And at one point, uh, old Madison, who always calls in with two questions, he said, uh, he said, you know, I think this criticism is an absolute disgrace. And he's like, no, no, like, uh, I'm a big boy. I can take it. And you know what? We deserve some of it. And that was kind of the tone of the show uh, throughout. So later on, well, after he answered his questions, he was like, you know what? He said, last week would bother me. JMI, sorry. I just have to be boring from now on. Try to be honest and just talk. Have a little fun on this radio show. I talk Saturday at the game, Monday press conference. I own myself. Sometimes when you're on these shows, you just want to talk back and forth with fans. You want to be honest and open. I don't like it when just a sliver gets out there and people want to take a little piece of what I say and blow it out of proportion. So what do I do? I'm listening. I've got my kids hanging around. I just tweet out the JMI. Sorry, I'm just going to have to be boring from now on. And people who weren't listening took that sliver and were like, can you believe it? He's what a response. It's like that. Like that. That's not what he said. Like, yes, it's technically what he said, but people got very <laughs> offended because they weren't listening to what he said. And I, Matt Sack admitted it, right? Like that him and everybody else responding to that were people who weren't listening to what he was saying. And that that's the part that, you know, uh, we talked about it on here when Cal would like, can you believe he said, uh-huh? well, you know, insert like one sentence from a press conference that we're all losing our minds over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes it's just too much. Like in an hour of stuff, he was basically saying like, you know, when we're talking one-on-one with these people, I kind of like to bust him up a little bit. Like the third time I'll go a little bit farther, but I guess I can't do that anymore because you all, are, you all won't let me have fun. Although, Mark, that was like you, you were doing good, having fun until the last part. Like maybe you should have just stopped at the pony outfit. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. De- I definitely, I wouldn't spin it as Mark Stoops got in trouble because he decided to let his hair down and have a little bit of fun. He just said he the went wrong. Too far. He said yeah. the wrong thing, or yeah, like you know, and even with what you said, him explaining it out yes on yesterday's show like it, it nothing was taken out of context you you just said the wrong thing it really wasn't even that huge of a deal it was just probably not the time to say it coming off a blowout loss and now folks are just again looking for something to nitpick and yeah. jump on yeah and so this is what it is because i couldn't even like what was and if i were you i wouldn't have like I wouldn't have fought this fight because the whole thing is just so dumb. Like, sorry, JMI, I guess I got to be boring. Why would that? Why would that bother somebody? Uh, yeah. I'd, Again, like you could poke a hole at like, hey, Stoops, people aren't mad because you were having a good time last week. It's because of what you said. Just rub people the wrong way. But like, why would that bother somebody that him saying like, yeah, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be boring on the coach's show. Oh, mine was, he should be honest with us. It's like, have you heard Mark Stoops in front of a microphone? It's pretty boring. I'm looking at your replies. He's making it worse. He's digging himself a deeper hole. Wait, for just for saying words. It's... Like, just for saying, I got I to gotta be boring. The funny joke to make is like, well, is he talking about his offense? Hey, there you go. Yeah. That's a good joke. Yeah. But, yeah, this is... I will say, Roush, this whole thing, and trust me, I feel like I wasn't probably as 
I didn't come off as as upset or disappointed yesterday as I was meaning to do. I was very bummed out Saturday night. Like that was a this is a bad loss. Bad loss for Stoops, bad loss for the coaches. Players should be disappointed. You wasted a really good crowd. It was bad. Like and and now you kind of feel like the season could potentially be over to a certain extent. I mean, it's definitely not, but you feel like if you play like you did against Missouri, it's definitely over. You're not going to go beat any team really worth a fart less rest of the schedule based on how you played in that one. But it made me feel like a little bit better about all the absolute bleep that Calipari has gone through. Cause I do like Cal, but I like winning more. So, you know, if this season is really bad, I'll, 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 be getting on him in a major way. But Roush, I did think this kind of went to show for UK fans. It's really not all that personal. It's just this fan base handles losing very poorly. And you give us a taste of success or you give us a taste of expectations and it doesn't come to fruition, we lose our minds. And I will say, while like, you know, just go look at your replies to your tweet of Mark Stoops saying that he's boring, we're... There, there's questions to be answered with the ba- the football program and the basketball program. There's rights to to be disappointed and upset about things, but it is nice knowing that it's not really so much personal with these coaches. People just want to win, and when they don't win, they flip out. They flip out in very dramatic ways, which, like, I'm very upset too. It does seem like the season is just it's in a free fall to a certain degree. We're trying to pull the parachute, and nothing's coming out. And that stinks. That's not, ex- but folks, Mark Stoops can step in it and then he can step in it again. And then he can look down at his shoe and realize he stepped in. And then when he puts the shoe back down, he steps in it accidentally one more time. The guy has built UK's football program to what it is today. And there is a sense of appreciation for that. But Roushey's also not above criticism and he's not above getting some of the heat that he's gotten over the last eight days. It's been deserved. I just, I think we're kind of in this fine line of like, all right, people are upset with things, but they haven't really taken it too far, but you almost feel like what's next. If UK loses to Tennessee, you're going to get goobers that are going to be, have we hit our limit with Mark Stoops? Is this all that is going to be? Is it time maybe to consider somebody else? Cause that's what's next. And just the, the yeah, progression, yeah, the progression of fan dominoes. That's what's going to be next. Uh, that being said, hopefully they'll beat Tennessee and we don't have to worry about it. But overall sentiment is it's totally all right to be disappointed with this season and this last two weeks, especially. But Mark Stoops still the man. I, and I don't think that it's... But to your point about not handling losing, like some people just want to be mad and there's nothing you can say or do to change them. And you know what? They're just going to be bitter. The difference is on social media, you just have to hear it. You have to actively choose to tune it out. Whereas like if it was in person, you just wouldn't deal with the curmudgeon person, mm-hmm. right? Like they just, they just want to be mad no matter what. And like, that's how people deal with the loss. You know what? I get it. But I don't think the sentiment is overall as is negative. The the part that uh, I find confusing though is like some of the ways that we're trying to figure out like why this team is bad. And it's like you know maybe you complete more than fifty percent of your passes in SEC play. When yeah, it's kind of easy to figure out why they're bad. Like you know why things aren't going well. 
Right. Like yeah. that that that's it. Like there's no there's not anything crazy. We don't need to do tempo. Like, okay, the third down needs to be better, but also look at you, how are you better on third down to catch passes. Like it's not just catch the passes. So I I think we're gonna and we're gonna get a lot of like, you know, talking through this when we as we get through the text line. But like a lot of it's just this team was built to supposed to be a passing team. It's supposed to be the strength. And their best players are playing horribly. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, so much of it does come down to that. We had questions about the secondary. Unfortunately, those that's been concerning at times. I do think the front seven, which I hyped up as much as anybody else, hasn't has been good but not great. That's been an issue in its own right as well. So yeah, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we were excited about not so great. I mean, and even like defensively, they, I mean they they held Mizzou to three hundred twenty four yards of offense. Brady Cook, half of his season as an average. Best receiver in college football, had two catches. Like, they did some good things. Defense isn't that far off. But, like, they started their average field position. They yeah. started three drives in Kentucky territory. Because the punter, the the punter, that, the punter for getting kind of punt is the weirdest thing. I've never seen anything like that before. Especially when you lay out his averages in the first four or five games, whatever it might be. I don't know how you go from. 50 yards average to 38. How? That's crazy. It is nuts. That means, <sighs> what is up with that? I don't know. We need a blogger boy to ask a question. Stoops said, pump the ball. <laughs> the thing that scares me the most, Stoops fails to show up after a major clunker, and they always play subpar after a bye. Well, we just clunked and rolled over against Georgia and Missouri. What happens against Tennessee? Do we officially move on to basketball? Yeah, um... The weird part, too, is that they did seemingly show up for a quarter and then they fell apart. And I think that's the more concerning thing is just how quickly they fell apart. Oh, and it happened. Yeah, it, it did. It just happened. I mean, um, and then they play. even like showed a little bit of life again, had the lead in the fourth quarter and then just promptly rolled over, had their bellies rubbed. Yeah, and, and the, the the stats on Stoops, Stoops after bye weeks is pretty crazy. Do you know that stuff off the top of your head? Um, Corey Price had it tweeted out and he had all the wins and losses too. So if you give me, I think it's five and seven or four and seven, five and six. Yeah, you always think like bye weeks, get right. Two weeks to prepare for an opponent. Oh, they've got multiple buys in a couple of years. So he's five and eight. Uh, three of those wins are Vanderbilt. Um, the eight losses, two of them are at Mississippi state. Two of them are Tennessee. Uh, you've got a Louisville in 14. In a four and then 13. I mean, those were 13. Yeah. That's a, you can make yeah. an exception for those. But really, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it's who you're playing as much as anything, too. But uh, that's why, but it's not going to be easy against Tennessee. Liam is great at coming up with game plans and schemes, but when things get shaky, he tends to want to get back too quick and throw it around this year when Ray Davis is the bread and butter. Freddie voiced his concern on the pregame show with talking. With taking too many wasted deep shots and getting behind the chains early, and I think he had a point. But we need to take our daily double break. We can touch back on that in hour number two. I disagree with it a little bit, and I wonder how much Stoops is the one taking the reins when you're blaming it on Liam. But probably enough blame to go around the entire coaching staff. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen for hour number two of Roll Call. More text than we want know what to do with, but keep them coming on the Thornton's text line. Get your butt into a Thornton's to get your Tuesday started off on the right foot. The best gasoline in all the city and the food and drinks inside to match the prices Man. that you just won't believe. I got an extra 15 cents off, too, with the Thorns Refreshing wow. Rewards at. That's huge news. Man, I had to thank some of their employees yesterday because I was getting gas. And I uh, so I just gave her the $30. I was like, can I get $30 on pump, whatever. And she was like, oh, do you have rewards with us? I was like, I, yeah, I sure do. She was like, oh, good. Go ahead and type your number in there. Type my number. Save five cents. So I had to thank her. I was like, thank you all for being so good at your job. Knowing it being a gas station worker, she want your number for something else? Ooh, Ooh. maybe. (laughs) Maybe. You tez away with the, I don't even know what it is about those I was probably her type. Yeah, you you are. (laughs) I did actually had a Thornton see a gas station or one of the employees like flirting with a, a customer and it wasn't Scoot. Oh, it happens a lot. By the way, have you There's all a lot of regulars there? Have you all seen the guy at the one next door, the tall guy? I have not seen him. So I've only been in that one. He's twice, he's so tall that he has his height listed on his name tag. So it says his name, and then he's like, "Yes, I'm six foot eight. And I'm, I just laugh every time because oh, I'm sure he gets asked all the time, "How tall are you?" You got to ask him if he played basketball <laughs> or what it's like to go on an airplane. I'm sure he never gets a yeah. Oh yeah! I'll, every time I'm in there and see him now, I'll just ask him some some form of how tall are you, but not how tall are you. <laughs> Roush has the name tag that says "Yes, I have ears." Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Yeah, uh, I did like seeing you go at it with people on Twitter yesterday. Admittedly, but just how dumb the whole thing was. Oh yeah, so stupid. Because like I'm, I'm as bad as anybody. But, like, you and your KSR hacks just defending stoops no matter what. It's like, you're, you're just getting mad at the wrong thing. Well, yeah. That, that's not. And if you listen to him, too, like, if you were wanting, if you were wanting Mark Stoops to be your, am I going to be mad at the football team or not this week? He probably said and did and sounded like all the things you wanted to be happy, but you're just not going to be. I actually did feel better after listening to Mark Stoops talk, DJ. And I don't think it's by anything he said. It's just that it was the act of me like doing work instead of just sitting there staring blankly at a computer screen. Just like, what do I write about this bad football team? I like, oh, say he, the best thing to do if you're in a rut is to get busy. So it sounds like you just got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Went back to work. Uh, I, I, I did some uh, vacuuming around the house and Ooh, stuff, nice. too. My, Vacuuming and dishwasher, easiest one. Big dishwasher guy. I mean, depend. Like, is that easier than taking the trash out to the street? Like, are, all, aren't all chores to a certain degree easy? Cleaning windows is a pain in the butt. Yeah, and cleaning bathrooms obviously is you know the sink is gross. Um, Toilets are gross. Yeah, and my thing, the only thing with taking out the trash is like having to hit the upstairs trash cans can be very. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you forget about one and then it's overflowing. And then I've got, uh, you know, baby diaper pail that smells really bad. But I, I'm, I'm a big dishwasher guy because if you don't load it the right way, then you're just wasting space. I am admittedly not a great dishwasher loader, although I do the predominant loading of the dishes. But it is always funny to, like, hear the wife look at the dishwasher and be like, what? What? What are you doing? I just try to get as much in as I can, Scoots. I try to fit I, in where I can get it in. I am a I'm a weird weird guy here, and I like to hand wash dishes. Yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I, I've always had kind of trust issues with dishwashers. That's uh, <laughs> I mean, the rationale is really dumb. So I've regret, I, I regret even kind of defending you, but like, <laughs> if I lived by myself, if I had just different life, different oh, diff- it's different only world, like a plate. I, I think I definitely would do just hand wash dishes, Scoots. I'm kind of, I like that. Like, I just used it. Let me wipe it off. Let me rinse it off. Okay, it looks good to me. Just put it back. Well, I'm rinsing them off anyways. You can't have a bunch of the stuff on there anyways in the dishwasher. Well, you it, don't want to have it. Any, but, you know, so I'd take it off. Gil couldn't be any more opposite as me, though. He's, he's a big dishwasher guy. So, and a lot of times he'll have it loaded before I even have a chance to like, and he does the thing, drives me nuts. He does not rinse them off before putting them in the dishwasher, which doesn't help my trust my issues with the dishwasher. Too. It drives me nuts. And well, I know, I know you can do that. People do it all the time, but I get it. They make dishwashers a lot better now. Right. And like, yeah, it can, it can take on all that stuff. But like, why, why would you do it? We have a disposal, right? Like, you know, let's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. And then she also is just under the impression that like, you physically can't hand wash a dish cleaner than what a dishwasher does. She just thinks mm. this dishwasher is like magic in the sense <laughs> that like it will be 100% totally clean in ways that your dumb little hands couldn't even figure out. And it's just not true. Yeah. It's just not true. Rash, what are you going to say about dishwashing? They are better. I mean, they are better than like the dishwashers now are much more. They can take on more. Yeah. 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 But like. It's impressive. If you have any sort of. You know, like I ate something with onions the other day. If an onion gets left on there, like it's going to be on there when you pull it out of the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're better now. They're better now. And that was our way of distracting ourselves from the text line temporarily. Dishwasher talk. It's happening. Another texter says, when do we start talking about how the coaches don't have this team discipline? I mean, we stopped them on the goal line and two penalties on the defense let them get the two-point conversion. Bad football. I thought we were over the stuff. Gosh, that I think was this, so frustrating. I think this text was sent before that because we that's all we've talked about. Not all we've talked, but that's been a major talking point. And the first thing works too. I'd mentioned. say that like it, it is disappointing. I mean, that falls back on the coaches, and it's not something you can just snap your fingers and like this team will be the most disciplined team in football. They can be better. They should be better. They will be better. But it's still, Roush, like the, the ball was dropped in the summer and the spring. You know, something happened with this group that just – Maybe it's just the collection of kids that, like, you know, that's just the way they play. They play with a chip on their shoulder, and sometimes they can't rein it in. Uh, or it's on the coaches, and y'all just did a bad job. You saw this stuff in the summer, and you couldn't put the lid on it. And now it's costing you football games. Because it is. The, um, the part that I think is silly is, like, and, and I get it. When you're losing, everybody's going to nitpick things. But people are very mad that, like, a DB would celebrate after a play when the team is losing. I feel like that's just very much an olds take. 
Well, it, it falls back to the theme of the show. Like, when you're losing, people are just going to look on anything to whine about. Because I, I don't. That's just what kids do. And as long as it doesn't commit a penalty. But if you're, that's the thing. That's what. That's the answer. Like, yeah, who can? People can express themselves in sports any way that they want. But if it's going to cost your team a penalty, people are going to complain about it, and it, rightfully so. Yeah. Don't be, don't be a dweeb. Yep. Uh, another text says this is embarrassing. Also, when do we start getting on stoops about never developing quarterbacks? How many stoops stop complaining about Neil and get his team to focus and not get a hundred some yards of penalties? Um, yeah, the offense is a major problem under Mark Stoops. All fair points. Major, major problem. Yeah, and, and like in the context of being happy with the state, like the overall state of the UK football program, the fact that we get excited for games against Georgia and all that stuff, Roush, stuff that we talk about all throughout the summer. Anybody that's listened to KRC for any extended period of time has heard us beat this dead horse a million, million times. That's not to say that there's not a lot of room for improvement. Like, we can be happy with where we're at, but still be disappointed with not taking steps forward. I think that's the the stance of the radio show. Overall, appreciative, but not satisfied. I mean, can we just be one of the, I don't know, 80 college football teams that can pass the football? A lot of teams can do it. We thought, and that's the sad thing, is we thought, like, this is it. And I remember the Liam Cohen 1.0, also, is it a thing anytime you have .0s in college football that they're just not going to work? Mm. Bobby 2.0 is a total and complete train wreck. People forget that. But the thing, like, I literally remember being at Kroger Field and seeing UK and Will Levis complete some passes to Wandale Robinson, some deep passes, Roush, and, like, joking and mocking, but also being somewhat serious in the stands and being like, a passing game! They can pass the football! And, like, we joked and we high-fived. Maybe that was all just Wandell Robinson. Maybe yeah. the extent of UK's passing attack in the Mark Stoops era is Wandell Robinson. That's the sad thing. I do think he's one of the best wide receivers in UK football history, if not the best. But what should it take having, uh, you know, day two, uh, a, a top 50 draft pick and one of the best seasons ever by a UK receiver to have a good passing attack. Yeah. Like, do, do, does it need to be that great? Like, you would think that you can find, uh, you can find a, a bar below that that's still good, that's still entertaining. Yeah. And they haven't. We thought we were going to have that with the group this See, year. And, that, and, and, and that's where a lot of it is, is we thought that we had some potential top 50 NFL draft picks catching passes. And who knows? Maybe they do figure it out and that ends up being the case. But they're not playing like it right now. That's for sure. A texter says also Stoops is horrible after the bye. I know we still have games left, but I think UK, but I don't think UK will respond. The season might be over after the Missouri game. That's the big concern. Mm -hmm. That if you can lose that game, and especially in that fashion at Kroger Field, then you can lose to Tennessee. Is that going to be this going to be the group that finds a way to reverse the trend in Starkville? Mississippi State's not very good, but. UK team, they're going in the wrong direction, and then you got road game, and then you got Alabama. Obviously, that's going to be a really, really, really tough one to win. And then road games at South Carolina and Louisville, teams that look like they seem to be on your tier, but these are going to be road games. And will those games matter more to those teams than they do to you? Because I also think that played a role in the Missouri game. 
Missouri was sick of losing to UK. And they came out to do something different about that. They were successful. And I think a hunger factor plays into it. South Carolina and Louisville are going to be hungrier than you. And that's why you need to, like that Tennessee game, and then I had a similar take about this on Saturday, Roush, and it ended up not mattering, so I don't even know if this matters. But, like, I wanted UK to come out looking ticked off, hungry, ready to go. Well, then they're up 14 nothing. You're like, sweet. That's yeah, what we wanted. They did it. Defense was, like, focused, playing well. Offense, they had a game plan, and they stuck to it, and it was freaking working. It was just, like, clockwork basically working how well everything was going for the Cats. And I feel, I feel like I'm going to say the same thing about Tennessee – if you can't come out hungry for that game, you can't come out ticked off in that game. Well, they did against Missouri, and then it didn't matter. They allowed one play to deflate deflate them. The punt touched up. Which I will say credit to Stoops. I know fans don't always like this, but he is just like taking his hat off to that play. You kind of have to. You do have to. I mean, their punter threw the ball farther than ours could punt the football. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Also, to hear him explain it, too. Like, it's not that he was saying they were too alert, but he thought that the fake was going to come out of the slot. Like, they, they were they were keeping their eye, like, making sure that there wasn't some tackle that was sneaking around as an also eligible sort of deal. I, I, I mean, I didn't think that that would be... They said that we knew it could be a fake based on where they were on the field, and we thought that they may have something up their sleeve like that. But you don't really often think you're going to get, like, a fake fade. Yeah. You, you just don't get that a ton. You do see it sometimes. But it's so just, like, coin flip, Roush. Like, yeah. It's either it's a risky play to call a fake. It's even riskier to just use a, a toss-up. Yeah, because, like, the DB was taken back, and he lost the ball. Part of it because that is a little bit of a play that they're not expecting to have happened to him in that spot. But... If the throw's not perfect, if the wind gets it a little bit more, if the DB doesn't make a jump on it a little bit early, but again he got lost in it, then it's not then it's not happening. And then UK's getting the ball near midfield, right. up fourteen nothing. Yeah, then you, you just go. You know what happens give, there? Give, give Ray the ball because you tried the shot previously. So let Ray run it down to the throw. You go up twenty to one nothing, and uh, season looks a lot different. Yeah, maybe everything's different. A texter says. Also, Stoops is horrible after the bye. Um, oh, I read that one. Am I wrong to think Stoops has reached a ceiling? I, th- that is admittedly part of my, uh, I think a lot of people's thanks, particularly mine. Like, was that was that as good as it's going to get? It may be. You it, know? I mean, it, it definitely could be. Tough. You can. I don't think you can never say never, but it is until they can figure out the passing game, you can't, can't be better. I mean, they were... Nine and three and overtime away from ten and two and a bad Tennessee loss from eleven and one in twenty eighteen without a passing game. That that's as good as you can get without a passing game in college football. Especially in the SEC. Maybe in Iowa you can be different. Um I saw this did you see the stat? It was the fewest passing yards Iowa football's had in a game since nineteen eighty one. Twenty seven passing yards and they won the football game. Nice. Always a good time. The shout out Lynn Bowden. Miss you. 15-6 to six was the final score. Um, do you know what the total is for this weekend for the Iowa Hawkeyes? Who are they playing? I believe Minnesota. Minnesota. 
I'd like, say the over under is a thirty three. I was gonna go thirty one. Thirty two and a half. Hey oh all over that number, Thank Mr. You. Sports Talker. Thank I wonder you. if that's going down too. Um so that, we're probably gonna see that in the unsponsored picks of the week on Friday for Scoots. Maybe so. He can't go low enough. Can't get low enough or can't get high enough. <laughs> one of the two. I've only lost one of those all season for what it's worth. Well, you've only you haven't done a ton of them. I was gonna I say you've had mixed results. I, th- I think I'm four and one. Maybe three and one. What uh we were talking UK. This this could be Stoops could hit a ceiling. I'll say this. I think if the recruiting ranking stay in a similar neighborhood that they have been, and I think they probably will, there's not reason to think UK is all of a sudden going to jump into the top 10. And there's also not reason to think UK is going to drop into like the 50s or 60s. So if recruiting stays the same, then folks, we could probably guess that we're going to have pretty similar results. And maybe things even take a step back because they're going to get rid of the divisions schedule. Some years could be, about the same the or easier, days. but most of the year is probably going to be a little bit tougher, but maybe around similar, but a little bit tougher. So that's going to be an issue. But if recruiting rankings stay the same, you can probably expect the results to stay the same, except what Roush has alluded to, and he's 100% right about it, unless you just get a quarterback that's the real deal. T-code. Re- quarterbacks can change recruiting rankings. Can Cutter Bowley be that guy? Recruiting rankings really don't change quarterbacks. Can Cutter Bowley be that guy? Maybe. It it seems like it's such, you know, who who can figure out who's going to be the, the the best quarterbacks or not? Most of the time, the top five star guys end up being solid, but not always. But goodness gracious, you always get three stars or unranked quarterbacks that come out of nowhere that end up being superstars in college. So can Cutter Bowley be a superstar? I don't see why he couldn't but I wouldn't bank on it given UK's track record with quarterbacks. And also, he, your problems are now, not In four two years, years from now. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean. Good point. He's he's not going to start next year, that's for sure. Maybe even as a redshirt freshman, he probably shouldn't be starting. So, um, I like to start young quarterbacks as late as possible, unless they're good enough to take over, in which yep. case you're fine. So, we'll see. If he's good enough, then we'll hopefully – it all works out. Leary is a tempo quarterback running a slow offense. Or am I wrong about this? Oh, thanks for bringing this up, Texture, and saying it so nicely because you you are wrong about this. Um, I don't know why everybody thought that Devin Leary was this tempo. Like People were complaining tempo was spread. In 2021, he ran the same amount of plays that Kentucky ran in 2021. If you look at just total plays, it's not per game. Uh, the Cats got an extra game because uh, UCLA chicken bleeped out of there. Bowl game. Kentucky ranked 73 in total plays. NC State ranked 100. They weren't just some Gus Malzahn, we're going to run up to the line of scrimmage and like go fast. What they did is it was like spread is half field reads. You only do like two things and you get it out of you get it out of his hand quickly. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the difference. It's less thinking and less reading instead of doing like full field reads sort of stuff where you gotta check all over the place. Like that's that's the difference. And you know what? You can changes some sort of concepts like that. But the problem is, too, is the depth at wide receiver is an issue. Like, typically to run a spread offense, you have, like, 12 receivers on scholarship. He has nine. Um, you could have the tight ends playing in the slot if you want to do some of that sort of stuff. You could get them more involved. Um, I think that, honestly, that would be my approach, probably. It'd be worth trying. But um, to your point, Texture, like, um, 
Uh, how Tim, many plays, Tim, Tim can get you in a lot of trouble. How many plays has, had UK ran through seven games in 21 versus... It was more. It was more. But I, I also think that the play issue, like... You can't run more plays if you're going three and out. Like it's it's a it's an execution problem. Like I don't think it's a, a operational problem. Like unless you want the execution to go back to the operation, I don't think it's they're getting in place slow. There was two, maybe three times where I'm watching that game where I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? But for the most part, it's just uh yeah, the I, I was happy with the first nine play drives on the first two drives, but then they went three and out, five and out, three and out, three and out, one and out, fumble. Three and out. Like that's that's why they're not running more plays is because they can't convert first sales. That that can be an issue. Uh, I, I, there's times I agree that I think that they can go a little bit faster, but it kind of comes back to the overall issues that we've talked about now for but two days. Catch the ball. Drops are gonna be drive killers. Yeah, and that's gonna slow down everything. Holding penalties. Drive killers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Walking out of the game, this bleep is getting old. Tired of getting excited for these games for this kind of letdown feel like this is going to bleed into recruiting. Have we hit our ceiling? It's a big question a lot of people are asking. So embarrassing. We had chances of win, but here we are, another big game that we lose. Not sure if Stoops is the guy. We just continually do this in big moments. See, I, I think he's still the guy, though. Um, I don't... I wouldn't say continually either, because, again, you got to bring up the Florida game. And, Robert, like, again, I know that Florida may end up being bad. But very good chance they are. I'm not saying that like UK needs to build a statue dedicated to the win against Florida. The point is just like an anticipated game. UK did have the payout. Now it's been two weeks in a row though, that we got excited about games and we've left like not only disappointed, but just borderline mad about things. So it is frustrating, but I mean, Stoops is the guy that made these games entertaining for yep. what it's worth. He gave him a he so, gave you a chance to believe that you could win every game on the He's won plenty of them. And, and when you show up to Kroger Field, there's a greater chance that Kentucky's going to win than lose, which is not something that I've been able to say for most he, of my life. He's won plenty of them, but he's not immune to bad losses. He's not immune to criticism. I don't think we're trying to be the radio show to say anything otherwise. These 20-year-olds make more than me as I work night shifts Sunday night through Thursday. Um, That's well, then boo them. Boom if you want. Boom me. I work my ass off. I don't understand why they make this money if they produce. I love these texts. So do we have enough nil money or did we lose because Barion didn't get enough money? What's the excuse? Stoops asked the fans to do their part and we did, just waiting for them to fulfill their end of the bargain. Yeah, but being a fan, there's a little bit of a religion aspect to it. Like, you just got to believe. So, and, and you, although... You get to a certain point, though, that you don't believe, and then you lose faith, and it's probably time to go in a different direction. The Krogs going to be a good atmosphere for that Tennessee game, and rightfully so. I don't think we're going to be overly optimistic that it's going to end great for Kentucky, and that's unfortunate, but it'll be a good atmosphere. Folks aren't going to let Tennessee fans just come make that place ugly, bleep orange. He wants to ask money from us. Give us a product worth paying for. Fair enough. Coaching malpractice by Stoops. He's gotten crushed in the middle eight all year, and this team and defense gets destroyed in obvious passing situations. When will we stop giving cushion and stop expecting teams to make mistakes? I'm tired of bend, don't break scheme. Strength of the defense is speed and doesn't get utilized with any type of pressures or mans. Hurts to watch. Oh, you mean they don't play man at all, like on the play that changed the game? 
mean, yeah. you, you've got two first-year starters at cornerback, and you just want them in man all game. Like, you're going to ask them to lose. So, like, I mean. But it is frustrating be, just looking, watching them get whatever they want in the flats every single yeah, time. Yeah, well, and here, here's the thing, too, Texters. Like, being in man in a two-minute situation, like, maybe you do it on the first play. Like, I, I, you, you can talk me into that, right? Like, can, the other team wants a drive starter, apply pressure, make it difficult for them to do a drive starter. But for the most part, how, what's the easiest way to lose in a two-minute scenario? To give up a big play, right? Like, to do what Washington did to Oregon. And that score in 10 seconds. So, what Kentucky's the line of thinking is, if we keep everything underneath and tackle, it's going to take four or five plays for them to get in field goal range. That's that's the line of thinking for that. Yeah, I think you just got to be a little bit more versatile with some of that stuff. Mix it up. Sometimes just send everybody. Stoops is overly conservative. I, I like I like having the the pressure call on the first play because you know they're going to try to pass it, mm-hmm. and and it's hard to run pressure packages when the other team already has like they're hurting the line of scrimmage right yeah like it's hard to get set everybody in place so like i mean it it is i'm not trying to make excuses for that because their two minute defense is bad like they're there's it's bad it needs to be better but for the most part like too soft the the playing the soft zone or whatever like that's i mean they held brady cook to 167 yards passing like that's good <laughs> i don't yeah, but you don't want Missouri scoring 37 points on you. Or whatever that number was, 38. Yeah. Too many in your home stadium. Too many anywhere. Has Devin Leary had a good game at Kentucky? He stinks, says the texter on the Thornton sex line. It doesn't help that Cohen is using him like he's Big Ben with pocket deep shots. What happened to the quick game? What happened to using the tight ends? Can they not scheme Barry on into open space? Where's DeKel? I can go on and on. Cohen has been skating by with no scratches based off good fortune two years ago with the best offensive line in Kentucky history. But if it wasn't for a few huge Ray Davis goes insane type plays, this team would have the worst offense in the country. Embarrassing stuff all around. Sorry for the novel. Yeah, I I do think a lot of the tight end stuff went away. Because, I mean, that was the biggest play of the day. It was a play to the tight end. Uh, But I think it went away because the offensive line was bad. And pass pro. Yeah, I've been they were, asked by that too. They, they they had been pretty good, exceeding expectations, and then they were they were bad Saturday. So I think that's where some of it went. Dekel, um, where is he? I mean, Roush doesn't think he's good. If you didn't hear him, he's been he is what he is, and he says that he is what he is. If you couldn't hear him, what happened to our lengthy secondary? We we. We used to have nothing but six two dudes with long arms and fast forties playing DB, but now we got little dudes with small upside like Drew Phillips and Zion Childress who stink playing quarter. Well, Childress is playing safety. Feel like Stoops has been getting lazy for the past few years. What was the last time we seen him on a recruiting visit? He used to land helicopters to pull up in luxury cars in Miami. Now he's just sipping bourbon. I'm not with the complacency and plateauing. Uh, yeah, no, he he head coaches can only go to in person recruiting visits like during a certain. And time I will. Of year. Texter, your overall sentiment, like the the feeling of plateauing is a familiar one with UK fans right now. Like I, you're not alone in feeling that. That's the big concern. 
We don't want to look back in two years and be like, all we've done over the last three or four years is taken a few steps back. We don't want that. And hopefully that's not, this isn't the moment where that's happening. But Texter, he is probably putting together his best defensive class he's ever put together. Yeah. Like it's worth mentioning. Yeah. And uh, they have recruited those guys. They got beat out. A six foot three cornerback from Cincinnati who played as a true freshman that was a four star in high school. Cincinnati. And uh, a four star in high school that played at Ohio State for two years. They got beat out. That's what happened to them. Let's go to our last break, Scoots. You think you can push some buttons over there? Don't I'm, get too comfy. I'm ready. Well, you had your hands on your head, just leaning back. Relaxing, taking it easy. When the text line is this busy, Scoots, you don't have to talk as much. I, well, you know, I'm trying to – I've got a coffee over here, which I don't drink coffee very often, maybe five, six cups a year, and, and it's just not doing the trick. It is not waking me up. I am think I'm getting more tired. Is it doing the metabolism trick? Mm, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Or at that point, I'd be concerned about your metabolism. In, in due time. Take our last commercial break here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. This show may be in about nothing, but we got something for you here on Kentucky Roll Call. Sure do, don't we? Huge discount at ShadyRays.com. Promo code Big X. Big, hot discount. Or 50%. 40%. Big discounts. Shady Rays, best polarized sunglasses in the biz. And here's the thing, TJ. I know that it's too early, but they already got Christmas stuff out at stores. Go ahead and get your Christmas shopping done early. Promo yeah, code you Big always X. feel better when you do. Who you does just, that? You, you, can, you can cross off Shady Rays just like that. Very easy. They've got a replacement pair. Promise, if you break them or lose them, hook your hook your family up this holiday season. Shady Rays promo code Big X forty percent off your purchase today. Mm-hmm. And they got stores too. You can visit and just tell them the promo code. Yeah, they'll hook you up. You have to whisper it though. <laughs> Big X. And then just like that, forty percent comes off. Get your texts into the Thornton's text line. We're going to keep at it today. Uh, I feel like there was other stuff. We There was other happenings. UK ranked 16th in the AP poll, Roush. Is that fair? Sounds about right. Is that fair or foul? Between 15 and 20 sounds about right. They're 18th in Kim Palm, 16th in the AP poll. So, yeah, bye, bye, me. Not yeah, a bad start. I, I think if UK is fully healthy, there's not 15 teams better than Kentucky. But to start the season... Given they don't really have a true five besides Big Z, who we don't know exactly what he's going to be able to contribute or bring to the table, although he's supposed to be playing in the blue-white game, so maybe we'll have a better idea on Saturday. But the Cats are going to be going into the season with Trey Mitchell as their five, which I do think allows you to have some fun offensively, but you're going to give some stuff up defensively. So I think it's fair. It's a fair ranking. I'm not going to get too mad about it. 
John Fanta went on the Beers and Buckets podcast, I think, last night. I wonder how that went. I wonder how that went. I'll, I'll have to check. Oh, those guys do a good job, so I'll have to check that out. Ooh, here's the text that I've been waiting for that I just I don't understand at all. Oh, boy, folks. Hold on to your butts. All-time bad take from Roush with the Stoops identity crisis. Saying this team is struggling because they invested in a passing game has to be one of the worst takes I've ever seen from a sports analyst of any team in any sport. I mean, buddy, you hit the tsunami spin zone with that one. Do we not want a passing attack? Do we not want guys like Cutter Bowling and Barry on Brown in a Kentucky uniform? Do we not want to be the rest of modern college football? This isn't a service academy where the only way to win is running. We play SEC ball, but the offense of a high school team. That's my point, Texer, is that it's been terrible. Like, I, I think, like, I'm on the same page of you. I want Kentucky to have a passing offense, but it's been a disaster. They invested heavily in the offense, and this is what you got. You put more into the offense in the passing game, and you got less out of it. That's my point. I think you're having a hard time with comprehension. All-time bad comprehension from any person that's ever had ears ever. See, I wouldn't know because I don't have ears. I'm not really sure how that works. But, like, is is so do they just, like, not understand what I'm trying to say? They must not. Because, like, it's pretty clear, like, they tried to do a passing game and they failed miserably. And that's the problem with this team. Devin Leary will take this team as far as they will go was and has been the truth because all of the chips were in that basket and this is where we are. Roush isn't saying that the issue was that they decided to invest in the passing game. It's that they made bad investments in the passing game. Yeah, or like they've just, there's been no ROI at all. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That, that, like, that, that's the problem. There's been no ROI and I worry. all in on Blockbuster. And my identity crisis problem is I worry that Stoops is like, this will like tell him, well, I guess we can't be a passing game. Uh, I wouldn't worry so much about that. I think that. he's smart like, enough to know that, but still. like, There were going to be some growing pains when you were going to be more pass-happy offense. This is worse than growing pains because you relied on a bunch of sophomores in there. feels like this team is in one giant sophomore slump. But you know what? The the best part of it, too, TJ, is this has been an absolute disaster. The Cats are still 5-2. Like, could be yeah, worse. With only one win, that's worth a fart, though. Yeah, but I mean, you're and still, three tries. You're you're 500 in the SEC. You know, I mean. Yeah, it, it just there's reasons to not be confident. For yeah. the Remainder of the season. oh yeah, and, and that stinks because up until two weeks ago we were confident and like, hey, maybe this is the group that can give Georgia a real tough game, and then now it's just for things to be so flipped on their head in a matter of two weeks is just not what we were hoping for, not what we were wishing for, not what we were expecting. But that's the way the schedule is, where it's like one win and we can all get back on board, and the losses are going to also make us feel like things are a lot, you know, really bad. But in football, you only get 12 games. You should over, you know, each week you should overreact. It's time we turn up the heat on Cohen. He hasn't called a single good game other than a few opening scripts and a couple red zone calls. He constantly puts a, puts in an obvious situation, doesn't utilize quick game, no screens, no tight ends. He ran the worst offense in the NFL last year. Rams offense by yards um, per game. I mean, we don't need it. Like, can I just explain those numbers? It went from ninth to 32nd to 8th. Matt Stafford was injured last year and missed, like, three quarters of the season. So, yeah, they were worse with backup quarterbacks. 
People wanted to poop all over Rich for his NFL struggles, but Liam was by far worse with better talent. He got carried by the best offensive line in Kentucky history, along with Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez. Eddie Grand ran a better offense when they knew we were running every play. That's yeah, I, I mean, I, it, I, I quote tweeted one of Van Hiles' videos, and granted, he's he is a coach, so he, I mean, he coaches at the high school level. So maybe you might say, like, well, the coaches are always going to take the coach's side. I'm sure Brandon Ramsey gets that some, too. Um, but, like, he schemed the hell open Anthony Brown-Stevens to get that touchdown. And Van's point was, like, you can't always just scheme guys open. Like, sometimes players have to do. They have to get open. They have to make, make a play. They, yes, players have to not make plays. Open, or a quarterback needs to put it in such a tight window where it's like, man, that guy wasn't even open and it still ended up in his hands. Because that's what the good quarterbacks can do. That's not what Devin Leary's doing. And just the average wide receivers can catch passes. And these these wide receivers aren't even doing that. So I I I don't know if I'm more lenient to give Liam Cohen a pass because like he can't go catch the balls for people. But it, yeah, there, uh, there's enough blame to go around. I still think as of like where things stand today, it's like, hey, TJ, you get one offensive coordinator in the Soup's era to come up with one big game game plan. UK's got a big game, mm -hmm. and you get one offensive coordinator in the Stoops era to come over the game plan. I'm either going Neil Brown or Eddie Grand for what it's worth, and I lean almost towards Eddie Grand. Eddie, I just Eddie Grand, I thought had a good football mind. The offensive line play was the best under him, and maybe that was a Schlarman product. Which, by the way, his son committed to Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, very cool. Congrats, great staff there. He'll, Here we go, he'll, Joe. He'll yeah, Wald, um, Wells worked with John. Yeah, in his final years at UK. Um, I don't know what ticked me off more, Kentucky's performance or Roush's spin zone tweet blaming the passing game and straying from Stoops' identity. Once again, I probably just didn't, I wasn't eloquent enough on hour 16 of typing that day. But He's a blogger. It's a tough job, everybody. I don't get why people can't figure this out. But my point was, the problem is they, they, went, they went all in on the passing game and it's failed miserably. Like, if you can't, the problem is the passing game. It stinks. That's the problem. And that's what their whole success of this and year was again, based on. I don't think the issue is the decision to try to have a passing game. It's that it stinks. It's that it's just not, <laughs> it's so it's bad. Just not working. Why is offense so difficult under Stoops is a great question. Hey, when it was 14 nothing in the first quarter, I thought everything was gravy. Mm -hmm. I think Stoops should consider putting Maxwell Harrison at receiver. He seems to be the only one that can catch a ball. And he's doing it with a cast on his hand, too. Someone at the station better do a wellness check on Trevor. What's wrong with Trevor? That was when the Eagles lost. Oh. Also, is the FM sounding better this morning? Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, it was up and running on my way here, so I assume it's good. It was horrible yesterday. Yeah, well, it wasn't where well, you couldn't make out anything. Even the AM, I didn't have a lot of success with yesterday. AM was fine, but yeah, FM was just... You, normally, you always can figure out the FM. What mm -hmm. do you? What's your trick there? You need to tell Trevor. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know what your trick is. I, I I don't know how to fix the A or the FM. When the FM's down, I don't know how to fix it at this studio oh. yet. Okay. I haven't learned that yet. And texter says, "TJ, what's your thoughts on the challenge this season? All I know is I went ahead and sent Josh about fifty boxes of Kleenexes for the amount of time he's cried on confessions due to such a soft Susie. Let's hear those challenge takes. Um, I is Josh the survivor guy? He's the big brother guy. Okay, I. It it was on in the room when I walked in and I saw the survivor winner from the edge. 
Yeah, I don't know who. I forget his name, but it was like I hadn't seen oh, him in a Chris, while. Oh, Chris. Yeah, think. and he's like yeah. all buff now. Yeah, and he was doing like an emotional confessional, and I'm like, I can't watch this. I just can't. He's had a good season for what it's worth. Josh is the biggest loser. He's always been the biggest loser. I don't know what the appeal is with him, uh, but yeah, he's he's a dork. I, I think the season's been okay. It's been solid. Scooch, I'm a counselor, not a teacher for what it's worth. I work in an office, not a classroom. Ah, that makes sense. I wonder how the coffee scent, the scent wicks are going. <laughs> it's the lack of discipline and penalty. So Plumley Bro is a counselor. So are you just oh, thinking man. that this algebra class isn't straight diesel fire for you that's... and we need to maybe drop down to another level? Or <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty scary. I just like the lingo he probably uses with the students. Well, Although he'd probably tell us, <laughs> like, where do you think I get it from? You know, <laughs> I'm just parroting what they say. The It's a lack of discipline and penalties that has shot us in the foot this entire season. So shameful we end up losing the way we did after being up 14 to nothing. Oh, yeah. I'm, that was terrible. It was a really bad loss. The staff should be embarrassed with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I promise you they, they ain't happy. But, hey. Do something about it then. Go beat Tennessee. Give these fans there's Ooh, two home games that'd be, left. That'd be people a great way that. to get us back. You beat Tennessee, people are gonna be fine. Be a great way to lose the fans. <laughs> and if you told UK fans, hey, mm. Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, you're only winning one of them. I, people may pick the win at Georgia because it's number one. But people definitely pick a win against Tennessee over Missouri if forced to choose yeah, between yep. the two. That being said, we wish that you just win them all. Uh, and there's a realistic chance that UK is going to go losing their final three home games, which that's not that's inexcusable. You just can't think that you're a top 25 program and then lose your last three home games. I um, I I could not stop laughing at this text in the show. Curly Adam McCarthy's. I feel like I'm chaperoning an eighth grade mixer at Ascension Grade School. <laughs> I don't know why you read it so fast. I don't know why I did either. I I got excited. I'm sorry. I, I can relate to the feeling, though. Like, even sometimes just walking around, like, my section is near the student section where mm-hmm. they come in, and it's just like, you all are, this is, this is like. Is McCarthy's that young, though? I thought McCarthy's wasn't his. Children. Uh, McCarthy's know. at, like, I imagine 1130 is pretty young at night. I don't know what time this texter was there or what time they sent it in. I think if you go, like, eight or seven or nine, it's more of an older crowd. But, yeah, at the, once it's. I guess it is Once one of the cheaper time. places downtown. You know? I always hated McCarthy's. Really? I like I like the fan. setup. I like the people there. I you know, I, I like had nothing really to do with McCarthy's, but it was just you could not walk in that place. Like there was no worse place in terms of like oh, yeah. I want to be able to hear somebody talk and maybe not have well, to spend thirty minutes getting um, a drink. Unless you got a spot outside on one of those tables. Unless that, you got that's a, the best. And that was the best. Yeah. And if you got that, it was amazing. And that, yeah, that patio was pretty cool. But you're trying you, to get from one side of the bar to the other. Trying to go to the bathroom. Night, trying to get a drink. City, yeah. You're right. Unless you're out on the patio, which we would always try to get, then otherwise it was, I thought, the most overrated place uh, 10 years ago. Nobody cares about that. Soups talked about how the fake punt completely flipped the game and how much of a game changer that play ended up being. I don't question Stoops' knowledge as a head coach, but I do question his lack of motivation with the team at times. You simply can't let that play morally affect the players for the entire game. On top of that... The undisciplined penalties is a direct correlation to coaching. Can't let it happen consistently each game. That's all on the coaching staff IMO. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it's just like it's a bummer that people in the stands, myself included, 
people on Twitter, people at home. After that punt, Roush, and I don't know, maybe it was that way in the press box too. After that punt, people were like, oh boy. I'm not saying this is the thing that's going to like t- totally flip this game on its head, but that's the type of play that does that. Let's hope this team kind of has a little bite back to them. People were nervous about that exact thing being the case in the stadium and what ended up happening. It was the case. So that's all to say, like, the coaches should have gotten those guys together and been like, hey, you all, we have dominated this game so far. We're up 14-7. to That was a gimmick. They're going to gimmicks because they know they can't score on us. Get hungry. Let's go out here, score again. And defense, when you get back on the field, like, tear their freaking heads off. Let's get upset about this. And I don't know. Maybe they said those exact same things. Maybe I've got their script for all you all know listening at home. You don't know what I've got in my hands over here. Maybe they said those things and the players just didn't go out and do them. But something definitely felt like it changed right at that moment. And I agree with this texter that it's on the coaches to try to, like, you've got to win your guys back. you got to convince them that, like, hey, no big deal. You're still winning. You've still dominated this game. But it just felt like at that point, Missouri was up 21 to nothing. Do you guys have concerns with our players having unjustified arrogance? No. No. Do you guys think that Mark Stoops has lost a bit of his hunger that he once had once he started UK? Um, no. And I think... I think this thing is a little cyclical, though, where it's like, you know... The one, ups and downs. The ups and downs. Yeah, now yeah. it's like Missouri's turn to get some footing. Yeah. And well, we it, thought it, South Carolina was going to have that last year. It didn't really amount to much, but... Yeah, it kind of goes in cycles a bit. Yeah, and I think the frustrating thing is, is during the greatest four-year pop that we had under Stoops from eighteen to twenty-one, Georgia was. There wasn't a vacuum at the top of the league like when Missouri and South Carolina had their runs yeah, a decade true. ago. Nick, I read what you wrote on KSR about taking advantage of the state's nil setup that includes letting high schoolers receive nil money if they attend and take colleges. Furthermore, Missouri can donate directly through their scholarship fund with donations being tax-deductible. Without a doubt, this is a big advantage. Does the state of Kentucky have such a setup? If not, why? Can you expound? Yeah, and that was a kind of a part of that game that worried me, too. The Basically, so Missouri doesn't have a collective, TJ. It's just their K-Fund, their version of that. Because of the state legislator in Missouri, it was like, all right, we're tired of dudes going to Oklahoma or Alabama or we we want Kansas City and St. Louis guys to go to Mizzou. So we're going to we're going to write this law. It really pissed off Sankey. It, it's why it was like the focus of his like address was talking a, in the end around way about states having various nil laws because Missouri is really the only state that operates like that. Um if I'm not mistaken Texas A&M they one of their collectives got shut down because they were operating it as though it was tax deductible when it was not. Um, but but this is one of the few states that operates this way, and that's why today Charlie Baker is going to be on Capitol Hill asking for uniform nail policies. What exactly? It, what are the specifics of it? I don't know, but he needs to have some damn specifics. Um, I guess we'll find those out though. Hopefully, or but, there won't be specifics, and everybody's going to make fun of them. Thing is, too, even if they had that, I don't think it would matter. Like, it's huge for Missouri because they have Kansas City and St. Louis, and Williams DeWartney is the number two player in the country, and he's a defensive end playing premier position. Luther Burden, he was East St. Louis, number one receiver in the country when they got him out of high school. Uh, Ryan Wingo, St. Louis, top 10 receiver, top 25 player from St. Louis. 
you know, we, Cutter Bowley's top 100 guy, and it would help us with Cutter Bowley. But like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's it's it 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 helps exponentially more in a place like Missouri. But that was my that was the bummer is TJ's. You thought if you could keep him down long enough that it wouldn't matter. They might get a new guy to hit the reset button. But I think Drink's done enough to to buy buy that time. He's bought that time. Now the middle of the SEC, it's it's tough. Maybe tougher than getting out of the basement is getting out of the middle. A texter says, I have to get this off my mind from Saturday. This is like the longest time. Oh, you're going to skip my birthday text? That's cool. KRC no worries. History. Happy birthday, Scoots. Joey Hart, the former Scoots recruiting locked IU, won the Big Blue Madness dunk contest yeah. for him. People forget that was a lock. Atta boy, Joey Hart. Way to go, Joey Hart. Ooh. More, playing, time. more playing time for Joey Hart. Join us tomorrow on Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> I have to get this off my mind for Saturday. Coaching was terrible. Ray Davis did not touch the ball enough after the first quarter. It's like Liam Cohen took the ball out of his workhorse's hands. Brad, Brad Wright ran three, a cover three most of the game. Zones only work when you have a dominant front line that can put pressure on the quarterback. We do not have that. Coach Stoops made a lot of mistakes on the fake punt. You knew it was a fake spot. They had the ball on the 39-yard line. Why not leave your defense on the field? Safeties, don't worry about, about the punt return. I mean, he did. He subbed one person out. You left defense. Andrew Phillips on an island with a receiver that was about five to six inches taller. But wait, than wait, wait! You, I bet you didn't want zone though. Well, you don't want zone. They Andrew, cover three all game. Andrew Phillips was in man on there. Yeah, I think, you wanted man. I think the better thing would be to say you said to leave the defense on the field. Andrew Phillips is a defensive member. He was He's on a the quarterback. Field. Yeah, like you had your defensive guy out on the field. I thought that's what you were going to say, um, Coach. Students made a mistake on a two-point conversion. Khalil Saunders, number 92, after they scored a touchdown and fully lost composure. Uh, why did, like, Missouri change numbers every other play, Roush? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, that had to be some sort of, like, gamesmanship. Like, yeah, I know sometimes you do it special teams because you got duplicate numbers. Uh, I and mean, that's so, why Geiger would have to do it with Tom McLean on special teams. It was so annoying. It was like every TV timeout or every kickoff. Number 92 for Missouri, now number four. Yeah. One of the old players had to stop him from getting a personal foul. Do you leave him on for the two-point conversion? We get right, we get the stop, but not only does this bonehead do a late hit on the quarterback, he gets a personal foul on top of that. Why not take him out of the game to regain composure? Yeah, should have done that. Coach Stoops, why do an onside kick and give them great field position? You could have pushed them back. You had a 14 nothing lead. There was no need for going for an onside people kick. People forget about that. Are people are you talking about the like when they had when they kicked off from like the thirty though? Yeah. It was after they had Yeah, of course you Yeah, do. you you really yeah. only sacrifice like ten yards. That was of a great position. that's exactly what you do in that spot. It's just that Missouri took a risk and it worked. Kentucky took a risk on special teams and it did not work. It wasn't really so much a risk. It was like do you Do you is it an automatic you touchback? Up, you, you gave up ten yards for a chance at possession. You do that every time if you have that. 10 yards for a chance of possession. Where you don't give up chance of possession is like 40 yards, 35 yards, 10 yards. Yeah, no brainer. Um, I've lost count of where we were. Uh, now onto the players. Devin Larry was set up for failure. Yes, he missed some throws, but a lot of his throws were on point. They just dropped the ball. The offensive line is the exact same problems as last year. A lot of holding, a lot of false starts, and really no protection on the quarterback. On defense, I get that the referees made a lot of bad calls. Phillips was defeated mentally after the think pie. He never got over it on the pass interference. Play the receiver, grabbed his jersey, and pulled him to him. It's true. We all side except the referees, and they make mistakes. You still need to move on after Missouri just picked on him the rest of the game. They knew he was mentally defeated. I don't think that was a P.I. All in all, this was a winnable game that Kentucky blew because of the back of execution, poor coaching. 
That was way too many words. Actually. We're out of time. That was the longest text in KRC history. We'll come back, get to the text line tomorrow. Everybody have a great Tuesday. This is Roll Call and Big S. Oh, Cedar Warren, Nick Rush, Justin Kiss.